Hello everyone. I'm extremely excited to promote this show for this week. It is called Meddling with Monsters. It's a brand new show. Their first full episode is dropping uh, tomorrow from the release of our episode, January 5th. They're an actual play podcast that also run Monster of the Week, and I had the honor of actually getting to listen to their first episode a little bit early. So trust me when I say it's really, really good. The cast is full of a bunch of people who have done voice acting work for uh, SCP Archives like myself and Hannah have done, and uh, I've also gotten the chance to talk with a bunch of them uh, in the past, and they're all really cool people. It's a diverse cast full of uh, some really awesome people, and it would mean a lot to me if you go and show them your support. But without further ado, please enjoy today's episode. Hmm. Now where did I leave off? Well, anywho, the team, newly christened as Delta Four, didn't seem to have too much trouble dealing with the circus. Which, they survived 106 and also survived Abel, so makes sense that they were able to make it through that ordeal at least. But there's a lot more out there in this world than a circus full of demented clowns. I mean, even here in Piedmont, there are many, many creatures that dwell in these forested hills. There's very much vibrant wildlife that's all around us, and, well, it's able to dwell relatively out of touch from civilization. Though there are many deer, possums, raccoon, and chirpy little cardinals all about, further, deeper into the brush, you would find plenty of even more well-hidden critters. A flock of harpies managed to move in relatively unnoticed, and, and they've been able to retain their anonymity in a foundation facility is able to exist here without too many folks stumbling upon it. But what could be lurking in the shadows, you might wonder? One might fear the power of the items and beings that are held within the cells and walls of the SCP Foundation, but those in the Foundation also have to fear the things outside their walls that aren't contained. Starting off in the morning on, I'm pretty sure, September 9th? I, I tried to go through the days. I'm pretty sure it's September 9th. I should have kept a little bit better track of that, but I'm pretty sure it's September 9th. Daniel ne flips through notes. No, no, no. <laughs> Ned flips Definitely. through notes. Definitely 2017. <laughs> yeah, September uh, 5th was when everything started, so. Yes, and it started at like 7 p.m. Talk okay. about time dilation. I, I, I think that I think tracks. <laughs> We've been going uh, close to a year of recordings now, and it's five <laughs> days. Yeah, we're almost, past. We're, we're almost at the year <laughs> Holy mark. Holy crap! Yeah, I think once we hit the year mark, we should just jump forward a year. <laughs> Play out the next September fifth. <laughs> 
And weirdly enough, I think we started recording in February, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Kind of late February, I think, but yeah. Late February. Okay. Anyway, it is, (laughs) it is pretty sure the morning of September 9th, 2017, uh, everyone, uh, to sort of speed things along and get you out of site 44 here, you all start packing up your things. Um, and like what few things you have with you currently in your rooms and prepare to head out and go to the new home uh, that has been set up for you in Piedmont uh, so that you can become uh, normal citizens rather than uh, lab rats, I suppose. I want it to be known that Miles forgot his phone charger because he's not used to having a phone. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Say Miles. Ned, you have been offered to, uh, instead of be taken to the house immediately, uh, be taken to your home uh, where your mother, uh, her last known location was. Uh, Mr. Clark is offering to take you there directly um, this morning. If you'd like to do that, uh, you are open to. Um, and you can take anyone with you who's willing to. Everyone else will uh, just head straight to the house instead. Um, yes, for sure. So, Ned, in that morning, was very distraught. Um, so he was, like, going through probably everything. didn't get the greatest sleep. Yeah, probably didn't, definitely did not get the greatest sleep. He's just been going through everything it could have been in his head. And, you know, also he's, he's been promised by the, by the foundation that they'll do something about it. Surely every... They're doing every precaution. But then in the morning, um, Mr. Clark comes up. He's he's like, you can do something about it. And uh, yeah. Ned is is very excited uh, by this, this proposition that he can actually do something uh, concrete to this. Because he's, uh, he's Ned Roswell, investigator extraordinaire. You may have heard of him. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, he will... Uh, he will go around and thinks that the people he's been with will be a, a very good help in this matter. Just uh, just in terms of uh, looking around. So he'll go in turn to, uh, to Miles and Ben. And then he thinks about all this. Um, we have the, the new member. And you know, she's got, uh, got Twok Twok. And all that. And don't really know what she does. Haven't seen anything that uh, she's able to do. So we'll go ask uh, Skylar as well if she would like to tag along. Uh, Lucas cries in the corner. <laughs> yeah, screw Lucas. Lucas has responsibilities. <laughs> he does. Like, how f- long has he been away from his intern, his internship? This day. is his intern- internship. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is internship being on an MTF, <laughs> a mobile task force. I think not. I mean, you have to have researchers that work with the MTF because uh, it, what if an MTF just starts going in and starts blasting? You know, mm. you got to have a researcher around who's like, no, don't blast. It'll <laughs> it'll blast back. Oh, that's, or that's a good uh, point. we need to we need to research it so that we can make new technology. That is a good point. So he 
does he get to be in like the uh the classic fbi van that has like the antennas on it and like 30 screens in the in the thing yes exactly yes? okay that's that's what except he does. he's asleep <laughs> he's asleep he's asleep at Perfect. the at the, yes. at the computer oh at the computer okay <laughs> yeah gotcha i thought you meant when we were all leaving but yeah if, i mean uh, that that too that too uh <laughs> If uh, if this is the scene and we're all leaving and everyone would agree with Ned, he would very much like to have them help. Uh, I um I I'd love to go along, Ned. Uh, I I like I like searching for clues, and I I'd like to see how you do it, so I can maybe be better. Yeah, that's great, kid. I'll I'll show you everything I know. This is uh, <laughs> a, a very important uh, investigation we're doing. Awesome! I can't um, wait to help out, Ned. I. I don't know if we should have too many go in. Uh, it's sort of a crime scene currently, so we should only have a few we bring in so nothing is too disturbed. Um, and a bunch of the other people on the team need to go and uh, get unpacked anyway. So there's a lot to do today. I think you should keep it down to uh, myself, you, and one or two others. Oh, I, all right, I, I see that, uh, yeah, well, M Miles, you could, uh, you could be like, uh, my friend from, friend from school, or, uh, a nephew or something, and you, you could come with me. I mean, I, I'd be happy to go, but if, um, uh, Ben or, um, Skylar, uh, if you think you would be, uh, more helpful, I, I know you guys are older, and, uh, maybe no... Uh, I, I don't really know life outside of the foundation, so I don't really honestly know what would look out of the ordinary. So I uh, I would love to go, but I think maybe we should put our uh, more useful resources towards it. If if Ben or Sky, Skyler, if you guys are interested in going. Uh, Otherwise, I, I'd go. Uh, up to you, Ned. Well, that's a good point. Ben, you were uh, you were out in the woods. I found you when I was looking through my trail cams, right? Uh, yeah, kind of. Yeah. Well, uh, you could be, maybe you're a bit like me, know your, uh, your way around a forest or two? Could help out? Yeah, probably. It might be helpful. I, I do think, um, Ben actually probably would have spent a decent amount of time out in the woods because yeah. uh, your goal was to sort of move away from technology. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I, I do think that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Um, just just me and Skylar going to the house then? Well, Miles uh... is still a little rattled from last night. Um, I'll, I'll... <laughs> yeah, Lucas is going, right? Yeah, I'll 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 go to the house. Um, oh, okay. Have... And Miles uh, grabs Lucas's hand. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, uh, that's fine. All right. Uh, well, um, good luck, guys. Um, Ned, I, I'm sure you'll find her. Yeah, I, I'm I'm sure we'll be back soon. Huh? We'll we'll be me and Ben will be right back to the house. Definitely. Perfect. Uh, so with your separated teams, uh, each of you goes to, um, I mean, you all load up your stuff into, um, a, a decent sized van, uh, that is going off to the house. Um, 
Abel throws a few things in the back as well, and it just looks like a, a bag full of sharp things. Uh, and Lucas packs his stuff in. Uh, he has a fair amount more than the rest of you, uh, other than perhaps Miles, just because this was his uh, more permanent residence, and the rest of you had more of a grab bag of stuff. So uh, that gets packed in. So in the van, uh, there is going to be Lucas, Abel, Skyler, and Miles. Who's driving? Uh, good question. Abel is holding the keys, and as you like, have all your stuff in, uh, he tosses the keys to Lucas and just mutters, I don't drive. And Abel, he hops in, uh, immediately hops in shotgun. <laughs> Abel, do you not know how to drive? He slams the door. <laughs> I assume he slams it so hard the window breaks. <laughs> uh, it, there's a, like a crack that comes up it, but like, <laughs> perfect. it's a bulletproof window most likely. <laughs> so even that is somewhat impressive. Um, okay. Um, Lucas, how old is lucas uh he's 17 oh okay for some reason i, I think? was thinking he's no. 15 19 18 18 18 18 yeah 18 18 i think i'm getting my ages mixed i remembered up. wait a second <laughs> well i have an actual age form somewhere hold on hopefully it's 18 <laughs> yeah <laughs> benji's 19 right yes yeah yeah are you sweating as I'm looking up his age? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he's got to be in college, right? Because he's got an internship. Right. Yeah. So 18 would make sense. And even then, fuck, he must have some pretty good credentials to get an internship freshman year. He's a smart cookie. I mean, also what you know of Lucas, he has said before he originally was from Piedmont. So... Uh, there could be a connection to his living here and um, him joining the foundation. He also has previously mentioned that he met the Harpies, so uh, that has not been explored, but that could be a further reason for it. But he's 18. Got it. Okay. Then in the second vehicle, uh, Mr. Clark is driving Ned and... Ben and the little bodies, of course, they're there too. <laughs> of course, naturally. Yeah, so Ned and Ben, you file into the car with Mr. Clark and head off to your respective locations. First, we will go follow uh, Ned's adventure to his old home. So you pull up in uh, Mr. Clark's vehicle. It's like a black sedan uh, with like tinted windows the most inconspicuous car ever uh you pull up to the front and you see that there's like uh yellow uh crime scene tape that is surrounding the area um and there's like a police officer that you've never seen before that is standing up like towards the front of this uh home that's in front of the tape just making sure that like no one comes up uh you park and start walking up and uh the officer begins to say uh there's this is a crime oh uh mr clark uh go on in just a tip of the cap and uh he lifts up the tape and you step in you get to the front door and uh you see a 
new device has been placed on the front door. Uh, it looks like like an electronic lock, um, and you see Mr. Clark punch some buttons in, and then you realize that like uh, the house had been oddly still up until uh, he presses like enter on it. Uh, you see like a small film that was like surrounding the house uh, retract to the device. We were keeping it uh, in stasis to make sure that everything remained undisturbed. Uh, we can go ahead and step in now. Uh, just put on some gloves here and try to keep in mind that is is technically a crime scene. All right. Um, so we put on the gloves. Mm -hmm. Ned has his, uh, his camera in his hands and his notebook under his arm. And as Mr. Clark uh, goes in, Ned's kind of falteringly standing at the door, just looking in. Uh, you ready to go in now, bud? Uh, yeah. Yeah, let... Yeah, let's go in. Steps forward. Okay. So you step in, uh, and immediately Mr. Clark begins rattling off uh, the list of things that they were able to uh, discover in their initial, initial search. So he begins to list, uh, there was no signs of forced entry into the home. Uh, there was not much that we could find undisturbed. The house is a bit of a mess, so there isn't much we can tell uh, if there was some sort of struggle. It does not appear so from what we were able to discover. Uh, the main issue is the back door. So um, go ahead, Ned, and roll to investigate a mystery. With pleasure. That's a four. I'm going to use a point of luck. Okay. Wow. All right. I think that's a good time to use it. Um, in fact, uh, I had in my notes, depending on the role that you got for this, uh, there is some bonus info available to you. And since you uh, got either a really good roll or used a point of luck, you get it. Good luck use. <laughs> Thank you. Mm -hmm. So, um, as you step in, uh, Ben, the home you see is uh, fairly unassuming. Uh, the living room does seem to be a bit messy. There's, uh, similarly to how your place had a lot of pizza boxes sitting around, there's a <laughs> lot of like the, the same. One, the one descriptor we've had of the... the Benji's place of living is that there's yeah, except it's like wadded room. up corn nuts bags, which is oh my god, uh, Kenneth, you brought it up yourself. I know I, it was bold. I have a phobia of corn nuts, and I have given it to your mother, Daniel. <laughs> ah, excellent. So there's a lot of wadded up bags of corn nuts that have been used that are just sort of uh, strewn about. Uh, so it's like hard to tell if there was much of a mess uh, created by someone breaking in or anything. Uh, but 
The living room seems, uh, as I said, fairly unassuming. You notice a picture that is sitting on the mantle, and as you're investigating, you immediately walk over to there. You notice a picture that is about, um, let's say, like 10 years old. You see a very young Ned in the picture. Uh, you can tell it's him, uh, but just much younger. Uh, he's got a smiling face on. Uh, this was before he donned uh, the fedora and uh, trench coat look uh, of an investigator. And he was just being a young boy with not much else going on, I guess. Uh, other people in the picture, you see uh, his mother. Uh, also, you see his father, who you have not heard much about from Ned, and also uh, a significantly older than Ned uh, woman who, who is also in the picture. Uh, appears to be age where it could be a sister or like daughter of uh, the mother and father in the picture, but you're not completely certain. Ned, uh, as you are investigating, I would like to know of the three people in your family, who would you like to get bonus info on? Your father, your mother, or your sister? Uh, well, I feel that given the present situation, mm -hmm. I would I, most... <laughs> so I can give you... Uh, the rest of the information that you get from uh, your normal investigate a mystery roles. So on a 10 plus, you get to ask two questions. I can let you ask those two first in order to see how much information you get from that before making this decision. Okay. I think that would be appropriate. Okay. Uh, we'll go ahead and do that then. So you get to ask... Uh, two questions from what happened here. What sort of creature is it? What can it do? What can hurt it? Where did it go? What was it going to do? What is being concealed here? I see. Okay, then. Well, I feel that the most relevant question uh, immediately is uh, what happened here. Okay. So when you first walk in, uh, Mr. Clark mentions the issue with the back door. So he begins walking that way and uh, Ben trails off to look at the mantle and you walk with him towards the back door. You see, uh, he had mentioned there was no sign of forced entry, but it looks like there was a sign of forced exit. Mm. The back door is completely blown off and uh, its hinges are just bent to hell. The door has slid down. Uh, there's like a slight decline at the back of your house that leads off then into the woods. Uh, the door has slid down completely on that decline and is broken into several different pieces. Uh, and you see just a trail of... If you look close enough, you're able to piece together that it looks like hoof prints uh, that are heading off into the woods. As you look back inside to investigate a bit more, uh, you see that the frame of the door has like the outline of what could have been antlers that 
tore apart the frame as well as whatever was inside tore it apart. Ah. 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 Okay. Is something yes. clicking for you? Because nothing. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> it seems like I don't know. Well, um, let's see. What's around and who's around? Mr. Clark and Ben, and a police officer. I guess I will uh, first ask mr clark as he's like showing me this and describing uh the stuff to me hey uh mr clark uh yes look uh i'm kind of new around here to this uh, whole paranormal stuff can i ask you a question about that here is is it okay uh i don't know about rules outside the foundation no, it's fine. The area has been secured. All right, all right. Uh, so, I was I was getting told that there's uh, like a, the Bigfoot. He's real. Yeah, I, I read the um, the whole thing. Yes. Do you know any uh, antler having ones? Uh, no. They're SCP-1000 tends to stay as far away as possible from civilization. This does not fit the MO. Uh, antlers just doesn't fit together. Uh, there are several known uh, servine uh, SCPs, not any that come to mind for me immediately that fit this. Oh, well, uh... I don't think we'll be able to find out who they're serving anytime soon, but... Uh, servine, as in deer-like, elk-like. Apologies. Oh, gotcha. Write that down. <laughs> but... If you'd like, I can get you a list of um, the known servine-like... SCPs, uh, or you can search for them yourself on the database when we get to a secure location uh, back to the house that we will be uh, getting established at. Yeah, I I think that'd be good. Well, this is... This is a bit more than I was thinking it would be. Uh, but, come on. I, we gotta establish motive. That's... That's what's got to happen here. We see well, uh, we see what's happened, but why? The immediate assumption would be perhaps in relation to your uh, recent involvement in the Foundation. Um, beyond that, I, I do not know much of uh, your other family relations to know if they are in involved in anything further that could have put them at such a risk. Right. And, I mean, I don't think I do a whole lot either. But, huh. Hey, hey, Ben! You come out here for a second? Uh, yeah, sure, yeah. What's up? Yeah, look at this... Uh, look at this doorway here. You see the, the antler marks and the door blown clear down? 
Oh. Uh. Yeah, you're right. Something big and powerful came through here. And, uh, and, uh, and <laughs> took, took my mom, I guess. Yeah. If you've been out in the woods, have you ever, ever seen anything? Like a, a giant deer man? Uh, not that I, not that I know of, not that I remember. Well, if there's some giant deer man coming in here stealing my mom. We got to uh, figure out why, and Mister Mister Clark had had some good ideas. Maybe I'll I'll look around the the house a little bit more. And um, I think in this case, you gave me the the option of which of the three of my family members to get some more information on. Mm-hmm. You do have one more uh, investigative mystery role if you want to ask that first or whichever one you want to do yeah sounds good well i think i may have got what sort of creature is it a bit for free yeah that, <laughs> that one kind of got lumped into the what happened here <laughs> exactly yeah just because of the circumstances um mm-hmm. i think i will hold for now and i okay. will ask for extra information on my father okay so your father has sort of been out of the picture for quite a while, uh, from what you can remember. Yeah. From your house, did he have any sort of room or anything that was his own, uh, like an office or maybe his own bedroom or just like a workshop type of thing? While he was here, um, he slept with my mother so in a separate bedroom he mm-hmm. did have a uh a wood shop out in the back a little ways away from the house and that was that was kind of his thing where while he was around he did uh teach ned a little bit about it and that was kind of where ned started going out into the forests around piedmont originally Hmm. okay you hear in your head simultaneously the voice of grandpa rick grandpa eric your many 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 greats grandfather joffrey and another voice that you don't recognize the The time has come cometh Go, Go to, to the shed. So Ned hears this cacophony of voices in in his head, and he's holding his his camera in his hands. Got the uh, next trap, of course, and the notebook under him. As he's like walking back in the house to go investigate more, he's uh, ah! he kind of grabs his head, drops his notebook. Ned, are 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 you okay? What dude, what's what's going on? Ah Uh I the house is it's not where we need to be. What? Uh, uh, hold on, F- follow me. He leans down and grabs the notebook and starts uh running the uh the couple dozen yards to the woodshed. 
Mr. Clark is still like uh, taking samples of like the dirt outside the back door. <laughs> so he's not following you unless you call for him. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm following Ned. Okay. So you head out to the shed. Uh, you immediately throw open the doors and look around, and it's pretty dusty. Not just sawdust, but also uh, dust from unuse. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a few of the planks that have been blown away with time through various ice storms uh, and other mild disasters that take place uh, in Piedmont from time to time. Uh, you begin to look around, you see some of the tools around here have rusted from some of the weather that has, uh, entered the shed, um, and you aren't immediately able to find anything until you feel something in your mind pushing you to go towards uh, one of the corners of the workbench and you feel around on the corner and you find a small button that presses inward and you hear a click in the corner of the room grandpa rick you better be right you head over to there and discover that uh one of the floorboards there has raised up and you lift it, underneath there is not a whole lot of space, and the thing that you find in there is, unlike anything you've seen before, it is somewhat shaped like a gun, but it's bulbous and pulsing, but it doesn't look to be made of flesh or anything. It looks more almost plant-like as you lean in and gaze at it a bit closer. If you pick it up and turn it over, you're not exactly sure what you're looking at. Hello everyone, this is your Keeper Kenneth. Welcome to the mid-roll. Hope you're all doing well. Welcome back from our one-week break. Hope you all had a good holiday and a good new year. Uh, let's kick off 2021 with a bang. Hope you're enjoying the new arc, and uh, we have plenty more in store for you. So, stay tuned. No new reviews this week to go over, uh, but we do have a new patron. Thank you so much to Caribou for becoming our uh, very second patron ever, and a $5 and up one at that. So thank you very much for joining us. If you'd like to review us on Apple Podcasts or become a patron, uh, you can find links to either of those things in the link tree link that's uh, in the description of this episode. Thank you as always to Michael Winton for the music, for uh, the new music, and for our classic old music that's uh, still rocking it. That's it for me. Hope you enjoy the rest of the episode. this thing you haven't seen that before what is it i have no idea this was this was where my uh, my dad would always take me 
when he was around, he he never showed me this. There is a note also in here that you discover. Uh, you pick it up and read it, and it just says, Ned, for when you're ready. Signed, Stephen Roswell, your loving father. Dad? Okay. This... This is a gift. I, I, I don't know what it is, but it's, it's a gift from, from Dad. Well, oh, okay. All right. Here, uh, uh, Ben, get uh, away from the door. Let's, uh, let's get outside. What? Oh, okay. Uh, do you, like, put it in your bag or something? Uh, I'm still holding it as, okay. as I go outside. Um, okay. he's just, he's just kind of thinking, uh, when I'm ready over and over in his head, just kind of turning it around as he goes uh, back up towards the house. As he gets closer, he remembers that Mr. Clark is there. He does put it in his bag beside the little buddies. Okay. There's a inquisitive chirping as you place it in there. And if you look in and look at them, they're also a bit confused. All right. Yeah, we, we go back up to uh, to Mr. Clark. Hey, uh, Mr. Clark. Uh, sorry about that. Didn't uh, find anything else really relevant in the uh, in the woodshed. Oh, uh, sure. I sorry. I've been taking samples. Um, well, uh, do you want to look in the house at all a bit more to see if there's anything uh, unturned? I tried my best, but it sort of was already chaotic. Uh, if you could look to see if there is an inconsistency in the chaos. Uh, yeah. I figured that would be what you would be able to point out uh, better than anyone else. Exactly. That's uh, that would be my expertise. <laughs> yeah, this uh, I did live here. Even though he didn't spend a whole lot of time in the house besides his uh, room that had the computer in it. I'm sure he could find uh, something in here, and he will, uh, I'll use my other hold to find what is being concealed here, if anything. So, you step back into the living room, and you sort of look around, um, trying to bring back into your mind all the memories you have of watching your mother, uh, seeing her sit in front of the TV. Um, you glance around at the couch and at the coffee table and across the walls, and you see something that stands out. On the center of the table, where your mother normally sets the remote, she is usually obsessive about placing it in the same spot every time. It is not there, and some of the things that had been on the table, uh, sort of in that area, have also been pushed apart. And there's like a nice space where something could sit that is directly on the center of the table. But 
nothing else. Gotcha. And for Ben uh, to help you out here, you also go to this room uh, following Ned to see if you're, there's anything that you could help with. And you look around the room, uh, also gazing at the tables and the wall, and you see briefly a shimmer on the far wall of the room before it disappears upon you noticing it. Can I assume if this is fake Lucas or not? That is up to you. Does it look similar, is my question? It would be incredibly similar. Okay. I will keep that to myself. Okay. Jeez, Ben, I mean, we've been here a while, and the only thing I can find out of place, they, uh, you know, my mom was always very particular about where she'd put the remote on the center of the table, and it looks like everything was pushed away and that something was uh, was placed there. It's uh, it's gone now, of course, but maybe some sort of a device was brought in. I, I, I don't know what happened. We'll, we'll have to find out more. But we we got a we got a culprit, and we got a, a crime scene. That's progress. That is progress. Well, thank you for for coming out here. I, I appreciate it. Yeah, any, anything you need, kiddo. All right, and then uh, call Mister Mister Clark back out. Ask if uh, mm-hmm. he found anything else. Take some pictures of the the door, the door frame, and like where the door was uh, placed at. And then uh, we're ready to go back to the house. Yeah, he hasn't discovered much else. Uh, he has made this trip once before already and had taken some samples and just took some more. So uh, he will take some time to analyze those, get back to you as soon as he knows if he can get any more information out of it, and uh, you load up and head on to the new home that you will be inhabiting. We will jump quickly to our other party, who has uh, already started unpacking at the new home. Um, Miles and Skylar, you uh, have been cooperating with uh, Abel, who, I mean, he sort of brought his stuff in, threw it in a corner, and went to his room. And then uh, Lucas is there helping, too. But uh, the... Mostly three of you are working to unpack everything, and uh, as you are, you, like, look at your surroundings uh, on the inside and outside of the house. The inside of the house, um, it's a big house. Like, it's it's pretty large. Um, it has enough room to give each of you your individual rooms. Uh, it's fully furnished and has... Uh, brand new uh, kitchenware, and it is fairly magnificent. It's uh, more of a log-type cabin to fit the woodsy Midwestern uh, aesthetic that uh, your party was going for. Um, And in the area outside around you, there's lots of woods to the back, and uh, there's a somewhat 
short driveway that's uh, made of gravel that leads to a main road that has probably been there for quite a while and has not gotten a lot of upkeep from the amount of potholes you can see. And on the other side of the road uh, is a neighbor. And as you've been unpacking, uh, you've seen intermittently the blinds open and close as uh, you look in that direction to see somebody looking at you. Uh, but you continue uh, your unpacking despite that. Um, I think that Miles is going to like kind of dilly-dally a little bit until Skylar picks a room. And I think he's going to try to pick a room as far away from Skylar as possible. Um <laughs> He has a little bit of mental dilemma of, do I want a room closer to Abel or closer to Skylar? Because both of them scare him a little bit. But then I think decides that Skylar is really only scary at night and is really nice during the day. But at night is when Miles will be sleeping and will would rather have a buffer zone between them. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, to help you out with your room picking a little bit, I think there's like the master bedroom that like is going to Mr. Clark and Abel that's like immediately to the left, then further into the back of the house, uh, like off to the left uh, would be four bedrooms. And then up on the top floor, there are three bedrooms, um, bathrooms, intermittent, and then like living room and uh, kitchen are off to the right uh, immediately in the entrance on the bottom floor. Well, uh, Sky Skylar, where are you going to bunk? Um, Just out of curiosity. Um, I have preferential... I, I like upstairs, so I think I might take a bedroom upstairs. Oh, where, oh where I was going to... Uh, I, I had really, uh, I don't like heights, so I thought, um, maybe downstairs would be better for me, but, um, Oh, okay. That, that, that uh, sounds good. I, I'm sure upstairs is cool, too, um, but, yeah, yeah, um, the heights, I just, I, th I think I'll stick to down downstairs. Right, um, right, of course. And stairs scare me, too, so I'm gonna be pretty far away from those. Right, and, and I scare you. Uh, uh... I mean, Lucas, you... Lucas is up on the top floor and has been moving some of his stuff up to one of the other rooms up there. And he yells down. Oh, yeah, I, re I remember from when we were on the, the Ferris wheel, right? Like uh, it, that was that was kind of scary, huh? Uh, Yeah, it's really just the heights. Um, yeah, I yeah. I mean, Lucas saw me uh, on the Ferris wheel. I, I got kind of a taste for him. I haven't had a lot of experience with being on upper levels or anything uh, in the foundation. And I... he's used to being like indoors and stuff. So then the yeah. heights thing was it it threw him for a loop. Oh, okay. Inside and underground is sort of my uh home territory. So okay. I avoid upstairs. You're great, Skylar. I um I'm not scared of you at all. Um, you know what, Miles? Uh, you're very nice. Miles, and, I mean, it's Quark okay. Is really Miles, nice too. it's okay. Miles, I completely understand. Um. I honestly would be terrified too. I so I understand, but just I'm not, know I'm not scared. Right of heights, I I also would be oh, oh, yeah, heights, terrified yeah, of heights scared. in such a scary situation. Um, so I just 
if I were in your shoes, I uh, would understand, but I would also like to let you know that, um, you know, heights aren't that bad as you get to get used to them over time. Um, and if you just give them a shot every now and then and try going on Ferris wheels again, maybe a different one, um, maybe it'll actually be fun this time and it actually will be very, it won't be that bad. Um, but in the meantime, I think Twalk Twalk, um, would love to spend some time with you if, uh, as you're settling and unpacking and I'll be up here and you can be down there and it'll, it'll be all good. Oh. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, talk, talk. Let's go uh, here. Let me show you my baseball cards. I already unpacked them downstairs, but let's go check them out. I guess not downstairs, but you get the idea. Yeah, and Talk Talk <laughs> will just follow little Miles. I take Talk Talk. Uh, Miles takes Talk Talk to his room and like sits in the doorway, like showing Talk Talk the baseball cards as Talk Talk like subtly tries to eat them. <laughs> <laughs> and then every so often, Skylar calls. Twalk Twalk back and she hands Twalk Twalk a pack of Oreos to send back down over to Miles and Twalk Twalk is a little uh, messenger boy for her as she oh. unpacks. <laughs> I love it. It's a yeah, no, Miles uh, is at first like Twalk Twalk, where did you get these? I didn't know we had any food in the house yet. That's, And then sort of eventually realizes that they came from uh, came from Skylar and like uh, catches like eye contact from Skylar and just kind of like waves. Thank, thanks for the cookies. Really yeah, good. no problem. There's like a balcony to the stairs that you're like hanging upside down from, peeking <laughs> at him as he's eating the cookies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so at eventually, uh, after you've gotten all your stuff uh, at least moved inside to the respective rooms, and uh, each of you can start like unpacking, you hear. A knock at the door. Uh, Skylar goes downstairs and checks through the window first. Okay. Uh, I mean, like, almost immediately after, like, the end of the third knock, Abel has already, like, gotten to the door. And you didn't hear him, like, sprinting or anything. He is just sort of there. And then opens the door. Uh, yes. Thank you for the warm welcome, neighbor. He slams the door before the person at the door can get a word in, and then gets another knock at the door immediately. He opens it again. What? Oh, all right. Now, see here. I'm your neighbor across the street there. Jim Combine, nice to meet you. You need to learn some Midwestern manners here. We don't slam doors on people that you just meet, all right? All right, so I, I, see, I've seen you all moving in today, and I, you just look... I don't trust you, all right? You're just popping up in the town within a couple of days, and just a weird mismatched family, and some of them looking like they should already be living on their own. I mean, look, one of them looked like he was at least 23 or something. Who even, who even are you? My partner, Damien, and I adopted several people. 
I think you should be a bit less judgmental. Oh, no, that has nothing to do with that. I just, I'm not judging your your ways of life and who you're who you're adopting. It just, it, there's just something that's not sitting right with me. At this point, uh, the other party has pulled up and uh, has stepped out of the vehicle, and uh, Mr. Clark pokes his head out of the window of the car and yells. Uh, Abe, have you have you finished unpacking yet? Um, h- hello. Uh, is this our new neighbor? Ni- nice to meet you. Uh, I- I'm Damien, Mister Mister Clark. You can call me. I'm Jim Combine. I live across the street with my wife and my daughter over there, and they're just something doesn't doesn't seem right here. And my my daughter doesn't trust y'all either. She said she saw you at the, the the circus recently, and there was some shifty stuff with uh, what one of the one of the boys, the young boys that uh, that she saw. I, I'm sorry, I, I, this has been a rude welcoming, but I'm. I just don't trust easily, so uh, I'm gonna keep my eyes on you. I know that something smells fishy here, and I'll be in touch. And he storms off across the street. Would Ned and Ben know who this person is, since Piedmont is such a small town? Yeah. Uh, you actually haven't seen Jim Combine before. Uh, you've heard of him, though. You know that he sort of tends to do exactly what he has been doing to everyone here today, just, uh, staying in his home and suspiciously looking out his window with binoculars at anyone who drives by. Until you all moved here, there was not a home on the lot in this area. So, uh, this is, you've just supplied Jim Combine a new place to be suspicious of and spy on so mm. oh yeah jim combine yeah he's uh he's a character for sure i i tell you what if he had internet he'd be he'd be a good searcher but uh he keeps to himself too much I mean, it didn't seem like he was too... He wasn't keeping to himself very much when he came over here and insulted us. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's real forward with the insults, but uh, his investigations... Which, I mean, I guess we can't... I guess we can't fault him too much. I mean, we are kind of shady. <laughs> as, as a group, like, I, I guess I get it, but... I don't know how he picked up on that so fast. I mean, we're just a normal family, right? <laughs> normal. And he does air quotes as he says that. Okay, I guess a lot of... I mean, a lot of families around here have chickens. Yeah, look, Miles. M- Miles is convinced that that's, that's the thing that uh, is throwing <laughs> him off. <laughs> I know that you haven't spent a lot of time outside of... Uh where you grew up but the piedmont it's uh it's kind of insular they notice uh anything new coming in anything different i guess i guess maybe it would be weird 
I don't know if we ever answered the question of what, how we handle people wondering why you're here. And maybe Ben, I, I don't know how, did you get out into Piedmont much, Ben? Or did you just kind of order pizza all the time and not go to the grocery store? Uh, that's a pointed question, but I, <laughs> I think most people think I'm still at school. Okay. So I guess it could be kind of weird for, I mean, you two to just kind of show up in the house with us, but I don't know. Guys. I think he should just be a little more willing to accept it. Guys, Jim Combine was on Finding Bigfoot when that was a thing. He's the town nut. Let's, you don't have to worry about him too much. Let's just get unpacked. What about Finding Bigfoot makes him a nut? Hey, get. My mom found Bigfoot, like, a couple years ago. Don't go knock and find in Bigfoot.com. That's where I got my roots in. <laughs> yeah, the, okay. FindingBigfoot.com was made by the Foundation. It's a cover. Uh, I, sorry. A little on the nose. Ned, I didn't, I didn't mean... Sorry if I'm ruining stuff for you, but you know the real one now. All right. All right. So, uh, you all head in, uh, do you want to pick the remaining rooms? Uh, is there, there one are... still upstairs? There is one more upstairs, yes. Okay, I call that one. <laughs> All right. Hey! So you get the room right next to Lucas, and hey. then on the bottom floor, there is still two more available, or no, three more available. I said four on the bottom floor. Man, I, um, I see a floor plan, tell you what. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll get it to you by next episode. Oh, sure. No. <laughs> are there any uh that are like closer to like a corner one that has two sets of outdoor outside facing windows or mm, sure uh like the very back corner left one uh so like miles has one that's uh nestled more underneath the stairs uh and you take the one immediately across from it that is uh you have a couple windows in there gotcha uh, that gives you a good view of the back and uh, left side of the house. Okay. Yeah, I take that one. Is Skylar's room specifically facing the north side? She prefers north north facing windows. Well, you had the first pick, so I will say that yes, it, it is. <laughs> cool. Yeah. And uh, I think that there was the knowledge that you preferred north facing stuff and everything and dr bright maybe had a hand in making sure that everything was to your liking and knew that you would want the upstairs room and there's like uh a thing there's like a bunch of rafters that are in here that like you can easily hang upside down from in classical vampire style if you want to tie your intestines to them and hang upside down i guess <laughs> wonderful <laughs> Love it. <laughs> so you all begin to get unpacked and uh, get settled in and prepare for the coming days where you will learn more and more about your new neighbor, Jim Combine, the mystery of Ned's missing mother, and perhaps more about the odd item that he found in the ship.
All content relating to the SCP Foundation, including the SCP Foundation logo, is licensed under the Creative Commons Sharealike 3.0, and all concepts originate from the SCP Wiki and its authors. Please see scp-wiki.net for all the original content. For all SCPs used and referenced within our episodes, please see our page on the SCP Foundation Wiki. You can find us at scp-wiki.net slash scp-play-podcast-hub, which is also linked on our Anchor page. Thank you to Michael Winton for all the music that we use in our show, and thank you for listening.